The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another one. He got another one. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. The flagship home for Fighting Illini basketball. Right corner, three block by Aaron Jordan. Picked up by Georgie Mishanishvili. Oh, what a play by Aaron Jordan. Williams to Georgie at the free throw line, drive, down the lane, and slams it in! With three, gonna have to shoot it with two, a long, long three! Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's gonna end the half, and listen to the roar! Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Good evening, everybody. Welcome in. Fighting Illini basketball as Illinois tonight tries to do something they haven't done in more than 10 years. That's win a basketball game in West Lafayette at Mackey Arena. The Illini have had trouble in that tough place, that loud environment. Tonight, the Illini coming in with a 6-10 mark in conference, 10-17 overall, taking on the number 14 Purdue Boilermakers. Boilermakers are 20-7. and and 13-3 and in conference, they are a half game behind Michigan State for the league lead. How you doing, everybody? Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you. Illinois also looking to snap a two-game losing streak and seek a third top 25 win in this very unusual season for the Illini. But if they do that we, tonight, they would have a win at home over a ranked opponent. They'd have a neutral court win over a ranked opponent, and they would have a road win over a ranked opponent. But this, I think, of all of them, is the toughest. You know, uh, what's interesting to me is that every game you watch, it's a little different than you, want, you expect. Every single game. I mean, Kentucky's playing Arkansas, and Arkansas's out there leading them. You know, Kentucky won, but and Virginia Tech beat Duke, and then I'm watching... Iowa play and Ohio State beats Iowa. You didn't think they'd. Ha- I didn't think that would happen. I thought Iowa would handle them, but it's just the teams are so close. If one team can can hit threes and the other team doesn't, it just changes everything. And uh, to, you know, the interesting part about uh, Purdue is that they they depend so much on Edwards. He's such a a gunner, and yet he hasn't shot. Well, he's seven out of forty in his last two games. Seven out of forty and one out of twenty from three. I will predict he'll hit his first three threes tonight, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just the way it works. You can't. There's no consistency to it. He torched the Illini for 40 points last year on February 22nd. A win for the Boilermakers in Champaign, 93 to 86. This is the lone matchup of the year between these two teams, and it comes at Mackey Arena. You talked about not able to predict these games. Who do you think is up right now between Penn State and Maryland? Well, of course Penn State is. By 15 points <laughs> with four and a half minutes to go in the first half. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. It, I, I don't know how, what to say. I, 
I mean, Illinois got the the only thing I'll say about this game is I like the way Illinois matches up against Purdue because they don't have a big power forward and their centers aren't great. I mean, they got two nice centers, Williams and and Harms are good centers and they alternate, but they're not overwhelmingly dominant. So this is a team, you know, that doesn't have a lot of great rebounders, that sort of thing. And Illinois got a chance if they can hit shots. Trent Frazier has been playing good defense. Io has length. I think there is a possibility here to disrupt Carson Edwards enough. He will take his shots one way or another, but I think there is a possibility of, of keeping his scoring total down. It's a question of what do you do about everybody else in this Purdue lineup because they are they are they do have other options. You don't get to thirteen and three in conference on accident. By the way, uh, CBS Sports sent out its mock draft, and that number twenty nine in the first round is. Io Desumu. Yeah, I'd How about wait. That? Come on, wait for another year on that. You no Fernando, back. no Grizdikas. Only Io and Romeo are the only two guys in the first round, according to this. And this is a, just a guess, and it's still uh, the season. But he's been moving. Io's been moving up in these draft considerations, and I I think he'll probably t- look pretty hard at it this year. I would if I were him too. But I think at the end of the day, wait till you're up in the teens or the top ten before you. Well, if, if you're if you're in a mock draft at 29, doesn't mean you're going to go 29. Just means that somebody thinks you might. I mean, he might wind up going second round, and that's not such a good deal. All right, when we come back, we're off and running here as we make our way to a 7:30 tip off for Illinois and Purdue. Dion Thomas joins us from Mackey Arena. We'll get the Illini analyst's thought on this ball game. He's probably been in a few battles with Purdue in his day. Keys to the game, and Brian Barnhart has a conversation with Illini assistant coach Chin Coleman. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show, Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the people's choice. Scott and Lauren with you. It's Illinois and Purdue, the lone matchup of the year between these two rivals that are not that far apart geographically. They are a time zone apart, though. Dion Thomas with us from Mackey Arena. Good evening to you, sir. And uh, we've been talking about this matchup and whether it might be a little bit more suitable for Illinois even though Purdue is the second-best team in the Big Ten record-wise? Well, I'll tell you this. First of all, good evening to both of you, to the legend Lauren Tate over there. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Uh, yeah, this is it's going to be a tough game for us. Uh, you know, every, defending Carson Edwards is, is not an easy stretch for anyone. But with our length and with Trent's speed to be able to match it and with Andres Felice physicality to be able to match that of um, so of Carson Edwards that should be able to really even things out because as he goes this team goes so if we can control him and make his job hard I think we match up with pretty well with everyone else on the court uh, so this is a winnable game but it's a tough game playing here in Mackey Arena I mean I remember some of those dog fights that I was in with the big dogs and everybody else alike this is a tough place to play with a great crowd What's your thought on with a let's call Carson Edwards a superstar type player? Just game plan wise, do you try and figure out how to slow that type of player down, or do you say, 
hey, they're going to get theirs, but let's try to limit everything else. Well, yes and no on both of those. Because what you really want to do, I mean, he's not one of those players. Like you said, you're not going to stop him. He's going to get his shots. He's going to shoot the ball. So those shots and his shot attempts, you want to make them as difficult as possible. You want him to take contested jump shots over you and not give him layups. But at the same time, you definitely want to make sure that guys stay at home on their three-point shooters and not allow them to get wide-open looks at the basket. With all of the greatness that Carson brings you on the, on the offensive end from a scoring standpoint, there are times when he, you know, he plays that his teammates are not involved, and that's really where you want them to be. You want them to stay out of it, not knocking down, like I said, those three-point shots while making him take tough shots over you. I'm interested in, in the way uh, Matt Painter has brought this team back. Uh, a few years ago, 2014, they were last in the league. And, uh, you know, he's just built everything around the centers from that point. He got from Juwan Johnson, he's gone to Swanigan, to Hamels, Hammonds, to Haas, and now to Harms and, and Williams. He's got a pair. Uh, he's established something that I heard uh, Underwood talk about the other day. We want to go to Georgie, but sometimes we forget and we don't do it. Purdue doesn't forget. They go to the post uh, a lot. Well, even, even with a, a scorer like Carson Edwards, you're right, and he's the leader on this team. They, Matt understands, and he comes from a system playing under Jim Cady that, you know, the ball goes inside first. So when you've grown up in that system the way he has, and in the past when he's tried to go away from that, reality kind of puts you back in place. And so he's done a great job, Matt, that is, Coach Painter, of sticking with the system and understanding that this game is played from the inside out. And if you do that, then it opens up other opportunities for the guys on the outside because more times than not, the and this is what we all learn as, as players and coaches, when the ball goes inside, what does the defense do? Everybody either sinks in or they start watching the ball where the big guy is. And this is when you can make the passes out. And this has one, been one of the great things that Coach Painter has done here. Even though they've had quality bigs from Swanigan and, and today with Harms, those guys are also skilled enough to pass the ball out. And he always, or they always have shooters around those big guys. So he's just done a really good job of implementing and keeping a system that's in, you know, the, the kind of an old school way of playing basketball, even though they play with a lot of speed. They held Indiana to 46 points the other day. What's the secret to their defense? Well, they do a great job of being in help positions. Um, they don't have guys on the perimeter that are great athletes. And outside of Wheeler, and I can't remember the little point guard from Indianapolis, but outside of those guards, they don't have long-rangey guys. So when you have guys that are not as fleet of foot, you want to take up space. So anytime the ball is in the middle of the court or if it's on the wing, they always have the next two defenders have closed in um, a lot of that area, so it's almost like you have an extra a defender and a half um, in either direction, depending on where you're going. And then in the post, they do a good job of three quartering the post, so they don't let the ball come in very easily. But when you have someone that's as long as Harms or as strong as uh, Tavion Williams, they're able to use their body because they do also a good job of teaching how to wall up to stay in front of people. Has the Illini offense gotten too far away from Georgie? Do they need to use him more? In my opinion, yes. Um, I believe the ball needs to touch into the post every day, every time down the court. Now, that of course, mean you would he say that, right? Shoot it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you know that doesn't mean he needs to shoot the ball every time. But that's where Georgie also has to grow 
and understand that now he and as well as Io and Trent, they're one one A one 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 A and one B at the top of everyone's scouting reports. So when the ball goes inside, he has to understand that he also has to read and be able to kick it out. As my high school used to say, don't be like a whale. The ball goes in and it never comes back out. So if he's able to do that and learn, then I think that makes not just him better, but it makes the team as a whole better. Dion, appreciate your time as always. Uh, go get the face on and ready for, for prime time in just a few minutes. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> I will do. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, All right. Dion Thomas from Mackey Arena. Tip-off at 730 Illinois and the number 14 Purdue Boilermakers. Lauren and I with our keys to the game in just a moment. Also, Coach's Corner. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Along with Lauren Tate, Rudy Wealth Management pregame show getting set for Purdue tonight for the Illini. The Illini 6-10 in conference, Purdue 13-3, and and they have not won in Mackey Arena since the very end of 2008. Our keys to the game are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested and by Loman Ray Insurance. Well, if there are three players that are contending for the Big Ten Player of the Year, one would be Winston, who had a terrible game at Illinois. 24 turnovers for Michigan State. I think he had seven or eight or nine of them. I can't remember. Hap had two subpar games against Illinois. Now comes Edwards, the third guy that's contending. I mean, I think he's contending for mm-hmm. the Player of the Year award. you got to stop him. I hate to say, you know, concentrate on one guy because they get hit three. Other guys can hit threes, but you got to stop Edwards. You just can't let him run wild. And he got 40 against Illinois, as you know, last year. And you can't have that. I think you limit uh, – make as things as hard as possible when he is shooting because he will take his shots – if as many of those can be contested, uh, let him have a lower percentage shooting night. And of course, the other side of it, is, it's, it's obvious, is try to keep him from even having the ball in his hands as much as possible. And that's we, we Illinois' s- specialty on defense is denying the passing. And we say that, and he's one out of 20 for his last 23 years. One out of 20. Okay, well, if he's that bad, then just let him shoot. <laughs> well, But anybody makes him will, if you're wide open. He will shoot whether he gets a good shot or not. He will shoot. That's what he does. And so Illinois just got to hang in there. He's taken 40 shots in the last two games. That's 20 a game. He's going to take 20. How about rebounding for Purdue? They're a decent offensive rebounding team. I'd like to see the Illini limit that. Yeah, you've got to do that every game. I mean, that, that's one of Illinois' shortcomings is rebounding. on. Just, they don't have that secondary guy. I mean, they don't have a power forward. You know, they're just playing without one right now. And uh, maybe a third key just based on the uh, – Example set by Iowa this week is uh, watch what you say to officials. Oh my goodness! Fran McCaffrey. Well, uh, you know, suspended every, two games. Beeline got kicked out of a game. Underwood had a, a tee the other day. I mean, there's just uh, guys are in the, in the league are just getting after the officials. They're getting pretty frustrated because these when these games are so close, you can always go back and say, well, if it, that play cost us the game, and you can do it almost every game. Lauren, appreciate it very much. As always, keys to the game from Hickory Point Bank and Loman Ray Insurance. Coach's Corner next. Brian talks with Chin Coleman, who has the scout on the Boilermakers. 
Coach's Corner time on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Illinois and Purdue tonight at Mackey Arena. The scout belongs to assistant coach Chin Coleman. Here's the voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart with Chin. Coach, good to see you again. A short trip over here. Certainly a good basketball team we're playing tonight. Absolutely. you got to give these guys a lot of credit from uh, obviously the success that they've had this season being as though that they lost uh, – uh, a lot of guys last year, I guess you can attribute that to the long lineage of of character and their system being in place from Coach Painter taking over from Gene Cady. This place has been intact for, for 20 plus years. And so, you know, these guys don't, don't they, they reload. They, I guess you could say they don't rebuild, they reload one of those type of situations. And the guys that they have right now are carrying the torch and they're doing a great job. Yeah, they certainly have talent. I mean, Edwards and Klein and these other guys are talented, but it seems like over the years their teams do a lot of little things right to win games. Is that what you see? Um, they got a lot of guys who uh, stay in their roles, uh, they star in their roles, and they play their roles. I mean, you, 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 a lot of credit is given to Carson Edwards, of course, because he obviously carries the bulk of the offense, but you got to credit guys like Brady Eifert and, Anojo Eastern and, and and Klein and stepping up into the role maybe of Matthias was last year. So they got a lot of guys who kind of just, man, they just really excel in their role. And I think that that's, again, attributed to uh, the system that's in place and, 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 and their, their, their culture that that's in place. And so that goes off to them and, and, and what they're doing in terms of a, a program and, and how they continue to keep it rolling. As you saw some of the early games, they were 6-5 and five at one point, lost, I think, to Notre Dame and some different teams, but then haven't lost a whole bunch since. So uh, fill in the roles, is it as simple as that, or have you noticed something on tape that that's changed from early? Um, I think that they've pretty much gotten deeper into to what it is that Coach Painter wants. I, I think that because of the loss of all those guys, it was early for some of the guys who had to step up in those roles, and they weren't probably quite ready for it at that point in time, but as the season begins to grow and, and, and these guys begin to kind of settle into their roles, they've become a really good team, a team that's uh, on the verge of uh, winning the, the, the league championship. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's uh, break them down a little bit. Uh, Harms, how's he been playing lately? Great. He's their, he's their passion. He's their enthusiastic guy. He's the, the lifeline of what they do. He gives them a lot of energy, and that energy is um, it's, it's contagious. And uh, obviously being 7'9 and having 10-foot-long <laughs> arms, I guess mm-hmm. you, can, you, know, you can't teach that. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to uh, duplicate that in terms of a scout. But uh, he's been playing really good for them in terms of giving them energy and giving them passion and being that, that energy guy for them. They, they kind of feed off of that. Yeah. I guess Samba would be the closest thing we'd have, right? Wingspan, height? Absolutely. Samba yeah. is still a couple of inches shorter than him and a, and a, and a couple of inches uh, shorter than him in terms of measurables. So uh, he's a, the, the closest thing we have for that. But um, to, to be honest with you, they, they, they're, they're, they're just finding a way to win. They're not playing out of their minds or playing great, 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 great basketball. It's been some very, 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 very close games but because of the – the stick to itiveness they just find that they have found a way to win. I mean, we we got we feel comfortable that if we continue to get back to playing hard, and I talked to you guys about it on our radio show, mm-hmm. your radio show, that we we need to get back. That's our calling card. And if we do that and, and execute and get great shots, 
not good shots that we'll, we'll have a chance to win in this building. We'll take a break. Back with Chin Coleman as we scout Purdue on the coach's corner. Back with Chin Coleman. He's got the scout here from Mackey Arena at West Lafayette. To your point about they're just winning games. I mean, they won a 48-46 game against Indiana. And then they also won a 99-90 game at Penn State. So yeah. they found a way to win those. Just finding a way to win. I mean, here's, here's the, 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 I guess, what do they do, right? They get 75% of their points in their offenses from offensive rebounding and the three-point line. They're top 25 in the country in the percentage of their points from three. They're top 20 in the country in percentage of their points from offensive rebounding. So that's 75% of their offense are coming from those two areas. Those are things we can control. And one of the huge keys for us is controlling our controllables today. We can control running them off the fence and not giving them a bunch of threes. We can control our effort in terms of not allowing for those guys to, to, to you know, eat on the offensive glass. We're going to try to control those things. We're going to make it our kind of game. And we're going to see what they can do if we, if we just take away we, those things. I mean, obviously, they're going to score. Uh, Carson Edwards is going to score, but we want to make everything for him tough, everything for him challenged, and we want to give ourselves a chance to win in here tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. Carson's going to get his points. Just uh, you trying to make him a higher volume shooter. Is that one thing? Well, trying? he's he's going to shoot it 20 plus times tonight. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is contest all 20 plus of them, and the other thing we want to do is make those tough twos not allow for him to get comfortable at the three-point line. And if we do that without fouling, we've done our job on him. Him taking a bunch of shots, if you look, the percentages aren't great from where he's shooting from two, where he's shooting from three. It's the volume. It's the volume of shots that he's taking. It. And if we do what we think is uh, our job to do for him tonight, just make every touch hard, every shot contested, that we've done our job. Mm -hmm. Most uh, arenas in this league are loud. Everybody knows that. Uh, Mackey seems a little louder than some just because of the, I don't know, the characteristics of the arena, the acoustics. I mean, yeah. you bounce a ball and you can hear yeah. it. Uh, uh, you've played here before. What's yeah. it like? We've noticed that last night when we uh, drove in, we always uh, take a trip to the arena uh, on the night of travel. And you can hear, you know, the echo in the building from bouncing a ball or, or yelling and screaming. And then you, you, put 16,000 fans in there, it gets really loud. I played in here as a player, not as mm -hmm. a coach. Mm -hmm. And um, it gets really loud. These, this is probably one of the funnest places to play in the league because of that, the atmosphere. We're going to have fun with it. You know, it's a good challenge for us. Um, we got some, some tough-minded kids. We got some kids who like quieting, quieting the crowd, and so we can see if we can hush them up a little bit. And what's the key to that as you play? Is it being connected together mentally, physically? You need to do that anyway, yeah. but is it especially true in a big crowd? We got to be connected on both ends of the floor. We got to echo our calls defensively and offensively. That's going to be a huge challenge for us is everybody communicating, over-talking, echoing our calls because of the the uh, the, the crowd. But, um, you know, you got to make free throws. You got to make buckets. You know what I mean? You got to get stops. That's how you keep a crowd out of the game, making free throws, making timely buckets, you know, knowing the time, the score, and the situation. And um, we're ready for it. We've won on the road before. We've, we've won in Madison Square Garden. We run in Ohio State. And so um, it's the dog days of February, man. It's, 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 it's part of the game, you know. So we're ready. Yeah, time to win. All right. Hey, Coach, good luck. Thank you. That's Chin Coleman. He's got the scout for Purdue. And this has been the Coach's Corner. 
Coach's Corner is brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. I'm Scott Beatty. I'm back with you after the ball game along with Tim Dittman and Evan Kahn. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. We welcome your calls and texts. What you saw and heard tonight from Illinois against Purdue. Right now, the other Big Ten game, Penn State leads Maryland in Happy Valley 42-20 at halftime. More coverage from West Lafayette is on the way. This is News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Station, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana.